You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Well, as we know... We're fresh into a new year. It's 2023. 2022, though, was a year to remember, in particular for our first guest this morning, Jack Butler, because he walked away with the Queensland State Trainers title. It's the first time in a long time that we've seen a name other than Vixen have this title. So it's been a big year. 163 winners in total for Jack Butler, and he joins us this morning. Jack, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning, Chris. Thanks very much. Six wins clear you finish, so 163 in total. Chantel Turpin, 157. And Grant Dixon, defending champion, he was a, a further 10 wins behind you. So uh, a busy year, and they pushed you right to the line in the end. Yeah, it was getting a bit hairy there late in the season. Um, no, Pete and Chantel really closed hard late, and so did Grant, for that matter. And, um, yeah, we end up holding on, thank God. And, um, no, it's a, it's a great thrill to be able to do it. When you start out, say, for example, this year, 2023, that, that's not the goal, is it? You don't say, I want to win the State Trainers Premiership, or is it? No, like you just, I always just try and strive to get 100 winners a season, and um, that, that's sort of my main goal every year. And, um, yeah, I mean, you never in a million years did I think I'd ever win this, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's um, something, I suppose, yeah, yeah, you don't, like, say you're going to, and win the premiership, you know, hard grand is the beat, and um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a great thrill to do it, yeah. So, at what point of the year last year did you think this might be achievable? I'm, I might be able to claim the state trainer's premiership title, um, probably about two months to go. <laughs> I wasn't, um, yeah, like you just know how powerful Grant's team is, and um, and so, so is Pete and Chantel's for that matter, and um, yeah, look, yeah. You, you just, you know, you just love to do it. And, um, you know, in the back of your mind, it's there and that, but you try and block it out. But, um, yeah, we, we, we'll just um, yeah, head down, backside up, and just kept trucking and see how we went, you know. So. Yeah. Well, as I said, you, you join a very uh, elite group of people now because since 2000, the Dixon name has absolutely dominated the training ranks, whether it be the late great Bill Dixon or now Grant, where they've, just made an absolute clean sweep of the series because or the trainers' titles. The only other trainer that I could find uh, that's been able to win a state trainers' premiership was Julian Lola Wiedemann back in 2004-2005. So you've been able to uh, join a very select group, like I said, because it's not an easy thing to do to knock off the Dixon stable. Oh, definitely not, mate. Um, they're a powerhouse, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a nice feather in my cap, to be honest with you, and... Um... Yeah, we the whole the whole stable. We couldn't be prouder of what they've done this mm. year and or last year. And uh, yeah, very 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 exciting times. Is it fair to say plenty of blood, sweat, and tears went into twenty twenty two? Yeah, definitely. It was a uh, bit of a roller coaster year, but um, you know I, I couldn't be more proud of Chloe. She um, really stepped up halfway through, all three quarters of the way through the season, and really took a lot on her shoulders. And um, you know. Uh, as a dad, I, I couldn't be proud of what she'd done. And, you know, herself getting 100 winners, that was um, very exciting. And, 
Yeah, so no, it's, it's been a bit of an up down sort of year, but we got through it, and um, yeah, here we are. Yeah, I want to talk more about Chloe a little bit later, but just on, on the season that was for 2022. Looking back now, and I know it's fresh into 2023, and you probably haven't had that much time to reflect on last year, but w- was it harder than you thought? And what was the hardest thing about 2022? Um, you just, you know, you're going to turn up every week and just have your horses right. And, you know, it's always, you know, um, and you're just going to try and have them spot on all the time. And, you know, towards the end, I think your whole team probably just trained off a little bit. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll push them pretty hard to try and win it. And, um, yeah, I, it's just hard, Chris. You know, you just, um, you know, you just got to be there and on the ball all the time. And, um, yeah, look, I, I take my hat off to anyone that, that that's uh, won a premiership or worked big stables because you just know how hard they work. And uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's hard for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. It's easy to to roll up to a race meeting and see what happens there on race day, but it's all that behind the scenes stuff. That that's the hard stuff, isn't it? Oh, for sure, you know, and that's where my wife Tara, <coughs> excuse me, comes into play a lot. She um she keeps the whole stable balanced and um. You know, she she's probably the hardest worker I've ever seen, to be honest. And uh, but it's a team effort. Everyone's got to throw in, and um, and, and you know, if it's done properly, you get results. So that's sort of yeah, you're right for sure. The last meeting of 2022 was the Saturday night meeting, our Metro meeting at Albion Park, and you had you know that comfortable lead there. Did, did you feel? Or were you still thinking, oh, something might go wrong tonight and either Chantel or Grant might be able to pit me here? Or were you comfortable knowing that you had enough uh, in reserve to, to get over the line? Well, I refused to look at the the numbers. <laughs> I, I just didn't do it. And um, uh, Pete, on Friday afternoon, Pete came and shook me and said, get on you, mate, you can't get beat. So you know, that that was a massive relief. And, um, yeah, so so going into Saturday, mate, yeah, we sort of knew we'd, we'd already won it. And... Um, yeah, so it was a lot of weight off my shoulders, I can tell you. Is there a good camaraderie between you guys as trainers, like, you know, with the likes of Pete and Chantel and Grant? It, it, do you all get on pretty well? Yeah, nice, definitely. Yeah, no, we... Um, well, I think we do anyway. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we... Um, you know, I've got utmost respect for, for any trainer, really, and, and that's for sure. And uh, especially uh, Chantel and Grant, you know, because, as I said to you, I just know how much work you've got to put in to get these results. Mm. And just looking across the three stables, you, you guys all have the paces, the trotters, the young ones, the older types. So you've got everything there under your barn. Yeah, yeah. No, we try and have a bit of bit of everything, and um, you know, you've got to have the young ones coming through to sort of replace the ones that are sort of you know just about finished and retired or whatever. But um, yeah, you know, you've got to have a bit of variety first for sure. Okay, I want to touch on the team behind you. You've touched on your wife Tara and daughter Chloe. But there's more to your team than, than just Tara and Chloe, isn't there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Lockie Mansland gives me a good hand. And then um, Zoe, uh, which is my son's girlfriend, she works for me as well. And she's she's come a long way, uh, doing a great job. And, yeah, so it's um, yeah definitely definitely not just a one-man band, that's for sure. Okay. And your drivers, you share the driving talent around a little bit as well. Chloe and Lockie get, get the bulk of it. But you're happy to give someone a go. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I know how hard it was when I first kicked off in the game, and um, especially as a young one. And and yeah, it's hard to get a get a go. And um, you know, and m- most of my clients are the same. They um, they're not frightened to give a young one a go or, or whatever. So yeah, most definitely, mate. 
for sure. Mm. And just looking at the young talent that we have here in Queensland right now, do, do you think it's as good as anywhere in the country? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, for sure. All those young drivers up here would quit himself, you know, great anyway. That's for sure. Okay. The highlight of 2022 for Jack Butler, aside from winning the state premiership, but what was the thing that you vividly remember about 2022? What was the standout performer for you? <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I don't know. It's all been great. I love it all, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I've actually really won a big race, I don't think. But, um, yeah, just, just you know, happy with the way the whole team presented themselves. And, um, you know, and yeah, I actually can't pinpoint one, Chris, to be honest. Okay, let me flip that then. What what was the most frustrating thing for you in 2022? <laughs> I probably shouldn't go there, but, um, yeah. Um, oh, look, it's it's hard to pinpoint too, Chris. It's, you have your ups and downs. And, um, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I can't really say that one. Sure. Okay, let me ask, what was the best horse for you in the start? Not necessarily talent-wise, but one that you thought during the year, he's just Mr. Reliable or Mrs. Reliable for me. You can send them out to the races, week in, week out, they can do the job. What was the horse that was, you know, the consistent performer all season long for you? Uh, I, don't, I nearly have to say Targaryen. I think he's, um, you know, and he's not done yet, I don't think either. Like, he's really stepped up and... Um, He's doing a super job, and um, you know he's, he's only getting harder and harder for him now, of course. But um, he's a sort of horse I think you know he can sort of keep going for his grades just because of his high speed, and he just, he just turns up every week and does his job. And you know, he's, um, yeah, he'd have to be one of my favourites, I think. But. Okay. One other horse that I wanted to ask about within the stable, Danger Zone. Um, where, where's he at, and you know where does he sort of sit with you right now? Um, he came back from Melbourne and um, didn't travel real well, so he just had a really good spell, and he's just he's just back walking and swimming now. So, could twenty twenty three be a big year for him? Oh, I'd like to think he gets a little bit stronger and and what have you. You know, he's um he's proven he's pretty handy over the mile and things like that. But um, beyond that, he's probably been a little bit, you know, not as good. But um, yeah, I, I'd like to think so, Chris. Yeah, I, I couldn't be over him. He's come back in big and strong. So, um, yeah, let's fingers crossed anyway. Yep, excellent. I want to go back to uh, to Chloe because uh, it, it's it's quite fitting. You win the state trainers premiership and Chloe claims her first century of wins. So the timing was just perfect in so many ways. But you touched on this earlier, but first season, the back end in particular, a lot more responsibility and she stepped up to the mark. Yeah, most definitely, mate. As I said earlier, I, I couldn't be more proud of her. And, um, yeah, she's um, really stepped up to the mark. And, as I said, she had a lot of weight on her shoulders. So, um, you know, she's done a great job. Yeah, 107 wins for the season. And keeping in mind, uh, she only started back in the 2018-19 season, only 19 years of age. So that's a big effort. Do you think she can double down and bring up another century in 2023? Oh, I hope she can. Yeah, she's um, you know, she's a hard worker. She's dedicated, and um, you know, that's that's what you strive for. And yeah, I, I can't see why she can't. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, I've got to just touch quickly on her partner, Lockie Manselman. Uh, he's been a good addition to the stable, in particular, like the back end of the season with Chloe. A lot more responsibility, and he's delivered as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's um, he's been really good. He is like Chloe. He's stepped up for me as well, and um, no, he's um. He, you know, he's a good little driver, Lockie, and 
no, he's going well. Really, really proud of them both, to be honest. Yeah. He trained a Gallup winner on the weekend at Bow Desert. So is that based at your place? Yeah. Yeah, he is. And uh, I think I was the only one that didn't back it. But, um, but anyway. <laughs> well, okay. So is but, there yeah, a no, chance then that you might venture out and think, I might have a bit of a dabble with these uh, thoroughbreds? Not a chance. No way. <laughs> no? Just yeah. different kettle of fish altogether? Ah, oh, they're yeah, they're a different breed, but uh, not my cup of tea anyway, mate. Yeah. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so we're fresh into 2023. What are the targets for Jack Butler? Do you want to defend your title? Are you hoping for another century? Uh, we've got the constellations in the winter. We've got the inner dominion here at the end of the year. Any sort of big targets? Oh, look, just just the usual, Chris. Just you know, I'd love to keep training me hundred every year, and um, and you know, ideally, I'd love to be able to find a horse for the, whether it be a trot or a pacer for the end that'd be a that'd be a great goal so um that's sort of what we're we'll try and strive and do i think okay have you got something teed up uh adele's recently joined your stable could she be the the trotting representative for jack butler at the series what about a pacer um yeah yeah adele's there um that's sort of what i was thinking you you know more than me <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh yeah she's there and so yeah hopefully you know she's a really nice trotter if you can keep her right and She's got a few little niggling problems and that we've got to sort out. But, yeah, um, yeah Pacer, I'm unsure, you know. Um, just sort of, just got to hope and something comes along and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, You're open for offers by the sound of it. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Always open, mate. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Uh, I just want to quickly talk about the runners tonight. You've got a few going around at Redcliffe. Race two, number one, Windy Hill Wally. He's been a good addition to this stable. He's been really consistent. Yeah, he's done a super job, Um yeah, I was talking to Steve the other day. You can't believe the job he's done, to be honest. So uh, he's really stepped up and doing a great job. And then, um, yeah, like he he probably likes that little bit of gate speed, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he'll be thereabouts. He's not too far off him. Okay, well, that was my next question. Gate speed, what are we expecting from gate one tonight? Well, we were sort of a bit undecided. Like, yeah, well, we didn't really know how he got out because he threw one last week, of course, and uh, got crossed pretty comfortable. But... Um, yeah, I don't think he's overly blessed with gate speed, but, you know, I'm sure Clay will be trying to get him out as quick as she can. So, um, and I still don't think he'd be too far off him. So, should should should, should go pretty close, I thought. Okay, race four, number six, Courageous Sam. So, he's drawn the outside. Is he a little frustrating, Sam? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's, a, he's like a big kid. He's just um, he's still, believe it or not, still learning. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a different sort of a horse, but uh, I thought he was super last week. I, I thought his run was terrific. Um, I actually gave him half a shot if you could sort of get up there and hear him somewhere. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good push there. In the last race tonight, hear the call. He's a veteran, but uh, he's been good since joining your stable. Yeah, he's a lovely old horse. He's, um, you know, he's just he's good to have around. He's easy. Um, yeah, look, he, he's going good. Um, you know, just got to see where he sort of ends up. But I think he drew three or four, didn't he? I think, from memory. Yeah, four tonight, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I just know where he's going to end up, but yeah, he'll be thereabouts. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, three runners tonight. Hopefully, a winner amongst that trio tonight. Uh, yearling sales aren't too far away, Jack. Uh, is the stable likely to be active at the sales this year? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yep. Yep. Now we'll um, we'll be trying to buy and uh, yeah, see how we go. Because I don't go too dear. Okay. Have you got some nice two-year-olds for for twenty twenty-three? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I, I, uh, when I say no, I. I yeah, you know, it's a bit early yet, but um, I've got one I really like, uh, Rock with Sam's brother. Um, yeah, he's by uh, 
can't remember what he's by now, but anyway, he, he's he's a lovely going horse and nice big strong looking fella. So yeah, touch wood, he can be okay. Yep, excellent. Fingers crossed for him. Hey, Jack, really appreciate the time this morning. And uh, again, congratulations. Uh, State Trainers Premiership in the bag. Uh, joining Julie Wiedemann, the first person uh, since 2000 to, to claim a State Trainers Premiership other than a Dixon uh, member of the family. So it's either been the late great Bill or Grant. So uh, you've joined a lead company and uh, fingers crossed that 2023 will be just as successful. Yeah, thanks heaps, Chris. Really appreciate it, mate. some of the tipsters form analysts Chris we should do something like that tip 100 winners a year (laughs) (laughs) goal at the start of the year Uh, Derek Clayton would tip 100 a year easy wouldn't he surely Mm. surely you ever kept a tip you keep stats on everything Uh, oh yeah morning guys well I, I, I don't know I guess best bets wise it'd probably go close to the mark the Oh, you'd, you know, you'd have the stat on it exactly, I reckon. Yeah, doing form every meeting of the of the year, you'd you'd like to think you get there. There's eight, nine races every meeting. I try to get, you know, as many as you can. I think, you know, if if I can tip three to four winners every nine race card, which I'm pretty confident I get close to, you know, some short price favourites, so we'd get there. Have you tipped a program? I haven't. That's that's one thing that. Uh, that's the that's the bucket list item, Steve. And I've got close a few times. I know Chris um, has. Yeah. No, I, I think I came up one short. One short, did you? Okay. Yeah. Always yeah, one. I've, I've come up one short before at Redcliffe, um, and the the one I missed was a was a second. But uh, yeah, never got that magical or mythical full card against the name. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of trivia, so. And just going back to, to Jack, so those stats are, are, are huge for him to, to snare that uh, state tro- uh, state trainers premiership. But it's it, it's quite uh, interesting when you go through them, Darren. Where uh, Julie Wiedemann had that huge year in two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Uh, but it's either been you know the late Bill Dixon or Grant uh, that have won the state premiership. And then you think, oh, what about the McCarthys? Uh, you know, like they would have. You know, with all the power they had in the early part of the two, they never won a state premiership, won multiple Metro premierships, but never won a state premiership. So I've got a question, and Steve, you can have a stab at this as well. So since the 2000-2001 Queensland harness racing season, how many drivers have won the state premiership? Individual drivers. Uh, I would say... Seven's my guess. Yeah, I'd go ten. Okay. You want the answer now or do you want me to uh, leave it until Put Friday? Put us out of our misery. The answer is six. Six. Can I have a Can stab Can you name the, the six? six drivers? They're all still competing. Pete McMullen, Nathan Dawson, Shane Graham, Grant Dixon, Matthew Nelson. How many is that? Five... And, 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 and Lola Wiedemann. Correct. Correct. Frank. 
Did you have that yep. in front of you, Darren? No. Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Maybe. So there you go. Who do you reckon's won the most out of those drivers as far as the, the premierships? Uh, it'd have to be Grant, I would imagine. Correct. That's, yeah. It's an easy one, that one. 11. Since since the 2000, 2001 year. Yeah, he went on a massive streak there in the early, or through the early 2000s to sort of the mid-2010 range, didn't he? Yeah, uh, it, it went... Dixon, Dixon, Nielsen, Dixon, Dixon, Wiedemann, Dixon, 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 Nielsen, Dixon. There we go. And then since uh, that one, it's been Shane Graham, Shane Graham, Shane Graham, Nathan Dawson, Dixon, McMullen, Shane Graham, McMullen, McMullen. There we go. And Pete's missing go. the first week of the new season. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll make up for it, I'm sure. <laughs> so he missed a winnie yesterday. Yeah, Swedish starlet. She's going really well, that mare, isn't she? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon she'll attract some interest from North America before long with the, the way she's going, the time she's running. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Right, so we've got eight races tonight. We start early as well tonight, uh, Darren, at Redcliffe. 4.51 is start time for the first. The last comes through at 8.26. Where do we find your best bet? Oh, there's a nice early start and finish. Um, I thought race four, Chris, horse number seven, Artistic Saint. Um, I thought number one, Tracer Bullet, looks the leader, gets Artistic Saint either to the passing lane or, or over the 2040 can find some space. And I thought he looked a really good uh, chance of continuing on Ryan Viva's good form of yesterday where he had two winners, two training winners, and I thought Artistic Saint was a good bet there in race four. Race four, horse number seven. Just on the Viva's team, what was that good horse? Because um, well, I used to work with Justin Viva's. They're, they're connected in some way uh, in the family. They had a really good horse about 20 years ago. Sparkling Melody. Oh, that's it. Mm. Too good, you blokes. She was a star. Mm. She was a very good mare. So that was the one. That was uh, Ken Vivas. So he would have That's been, right. yeah, uh, maybe an uncle of Justin. It were related. I just can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she was a good mare. So race four, number seven, Artistic Saint, two fifty with Tab right now. If you fancy the odds there and the tip from Darren, is there anything else on that program tonight? Yeah, I th- um, it's one there in race the previous race. Draw him wide, number six, major mischief. But I thought he's been racing much better company than he has to face off against there tonight. He will have to work at some stage, but uh, I thought he's pretty good. He had to work from gate six last time at Albion Park. That was followed or uh, followed a, a trip where he was gate 12 over the 2100 at Albion Park and not too far away. I think a return to Redcliffe and a race that... Uh, you know, not overly strong. I think he gets his opportunity. Race three, number six, major mischief. Okay, eight fifty, two twenty to place with Tab right now. So there's some good value there. What about the quaddy? Throw some numbers my way, please. Yeah, I thought this first race looked at race in two. I've got number eight, Birdles Firefox on top. Um, the the horse is sort of drawn one to four off the front line. Not a great deal of depth there. Uh, he can get the right run. The danger, number six, that's in a hurry. I think if they press forward with her at the start, she's able to find the front. She'll take no end of running down. So we'll go six and eight in that first leg. The second leg, race number six, 
Uh, Mark, it suggests that it's a race in two. I'll throw in a few extras here because it is a maiden. Uh, I've got number nine, Ash and Joe, on top. Um, had five starts. Uh, hasn't been too far away. This is a race that certainly looks within her reach. Holidor Daisy um, draws gate three. Probably gets the right type of conditions here where she can get a breakthrough victory. Number five, financially stable. Uh, it's a three-year-old on debut, Wayne and Shane Graham combining. His draw, uh, sorry, his trial was good enough to suggest he can certainly be thereabouts. So we'll go three, five, and nine. The third leg will go one out here with number one, Borderline. Um, was too good last time. Did it pretty easily out in front. Draws the gate to repeat that dose. Doesn't look to be too much pressure or run on speed to be able to get over the top of her. And in the final leg, uh, I've got number four here, the call on top, is in red figures at the moment, um, was able to win last start, uh, just hearing the, the, the thoughts of Jack Butler there, the trainer of here, the call, not entirely sure where he might end up in the run, but he certainly looks hard to beat, I thought talk to the max could be an improver, and number eight, Cannon, he led uh, every step bar where it counted at Albion Park last time out, he was grabbed right on the line, he can certainly feature, so we'll go three, four, and eight in that final leg. Okay, so repeating the numbers for the quaddy tonight at Reckliff, races five, six, seven, and eight. First leg, six and eight. Second leg, three, five, and nine. One only, which is borderline there in race seven, and we bring it home with numbers three, four, and eight. Grand total of $18 for 100%. Darren's best bet, race four, uh, and it comes through as uh, Artistic Saint, 250, drawn the inside of the second row. And the value play tonight is race three, number six, Major Mischief. 8.50, 2.20 with Tab right now. So that's how we play Rickliffe tonight with a nice early start, 4.51. Yeah, early start, early finish, and we can uh, get set for the, the rest of the week. And um, special mention, Weasel. He's now a 16-year-old with the change of season. He steps out again there in race eight tonight. Okay. Now, I've got one more question for you guys. As I've far got one as for the trivia's Okay. Now, I'm going to name four drivers, and you've got to come up with the answer of who won more state premierships out of these four drivers. Peter Gregg, Alan Donoghue. Has a low enough draw to uh, be Alexander, Lola Wiedemann. Who won the most amount of premierships, state premierships, out of those four drivers? So we just had some interference. So Gregg, Donoghue. Uh, Peter Gregg, Alan Donoghue, the late Daryl Alexander, and Lola Wiedemann. So state. Mm. This is for the state. Do you reckon it's a bit, is it a bit tricky, the answer, do you reckon? Like, it's a, not who you'd think? You just tell me, Steve. <laughs> Darren, do you want to have a shot? I'll say we do. Because I'm thinking outside the square. I'll say Alan Donahue. He's got you again, Steve. No, oh, Fanningham. Yeah. The question Hello I want to ask... for Alan Donahue, three for Pete, two each for Daryl Alexander and uh, Lola Wiedemann. Yeah, I just went Wiedemann because I thought they travel their horses a lot of places. Um, and that would have been Rock Lee days, would they, as well? Yeah, yep. yeah. that's what I was thinking. Anyway, Darren, what was that horse that when you missed the program, tipping the pro? what was the horse that knocked you out? I bet you remember its name. Oh, no, I, I don't. Oh, when, okay. when I get stiff like that, I try to erase them as quickly no, as okay. possible, Steve. Yeah, you're like me. You remember the winners, but not the... Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I can tell you it was a Red Cliff and it was a Sunday night. I can tell you that much. What race was it on the program? Uh, race seven. Race seven. What, what time was that race that night? <laughs> seven oh uh, seven. 
<laughs> I remember I had cornflakes for breakfast that day. We were in 156.6. The last quarter was 32.3. Yeah. Anyway, never see this till, mate. Speaking of Alan Donahue, he was back in the Saturday night winner's circle on yeah. uh, last week with the Hummer. So a good drive in front. The the uh, blue and yellow diamond. I used to love watching him drive. You know how he throw everything at the, you know, that really unique style. He'd stand out and mm. throw the legs and the arms and, you know. Yeah. yeah it was, it was well, the Hummer got some there. of that on Saturday night. Oh, did it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a nose finish, so he was getting the most out of it. Mm. I remember one of his horses that I had a lot of wins on was called Buxton. You remember that? Buxton, old school Buxton. He used to have amazing gate speed. Um, anyway, I don't remember that one. It was no star, but it's just a horse that used to go around a lot and had incredible gate speed. I remember one at Rock Lee one day. Anyway, things I remember. Yeah, too right. All right, thanks. He's, so you just talk to you tomorrow. I must have to start reading Darren's books. All right. Yeah, <laughs> informative. That's it. <laughs>